welcome to Third World Gaming. Uh, Miko here again, and Paolo right here, the big fluffy pink cloud. My mouth is open for reasons I cannot comprehend. And no one will ever want to comprehend those reasons. Of ever. course. You don't want to know what's inside my head. Not right now. No. Or no. maybe you do, because that is what we're going to be talking about. Not what's in your head, but no. What could be in your head? What might be in your head? Things you will be discussing from Gas. that head. No, actually, John Ross. Oh. No, that is, right? Yeah. It's that French word. The French word to do with with classifications based on certain standards. I was going to say food, but yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about John Ross today. And, you know, if you're probably familiar with these things, such as FPS, first-person shooters, third-person shooters like TPS. Racing games. Strategy, racing games, fighting games. Uh, priority games, dash games, uh, tabletop games. I mean, that's, that's a lot here. I mean, um, technically, tabletop games is a is a classification all its own. The the genres would be the sub would be the kinds of tabletop games. Well, I mean, when you say tabletop, you're probably thinking it's like Monopoly. But when I think tabletop, I'm thinking more like D and D style games that are done on. Tabletops. Oh, okay. Because when I think tabletop, because I think board games. True, true. But whenever I consider tabletop games, I consider anything. I pretty much just consider anything that could be played on a tabletop that's more complicated than a standard board game. Like an N64? I mean, play the own no, tabletops. No, no. <laughs> well, play some, PlayStation something, something that's a, something that isn't video. Hey, I, pl- I played some like analog games. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about genres and uh, right now, I mean, we've seen so much new things in the gaming community. We've seen these, you know, the new MMOs being not just RPG types. We've seen MMO FPS games, MMO fighting, MMO racing games. I mean, uh, I think you tried, you've seen that one, right? I've seen it. That was MMO racing games, especially on the tablets, and uh, I think it was on PC. Real Racing was one of them. Yeah. Real Racing 3 was one of them. I mean, these are things that are really different. I remember back when, you know, the only massively multiplayer online games was, what, EverQuest? EverQuest, uh, Ragnarok Online... Uh, wasn't the Cabal online? Was that? No, no, Cabal's still going on. It was relative. That one was relatively new, wasn't it? Cabal's still online. I thought they closed a long time ago. No, it, like actually, I still see a lot of posters for it. Huh. More so than I thought I would. I mean, I mean, back then, you know, genres were pretty set in stone. I mean, we all knew this. I mean, we see this game as a fighting game. We know what it's all <laughs> about. But nowadays, you know, things have rechanged. And let's say, I mean, last I've heard. They've been pushing things like MOBAs, which is something I didn't hear before. I've never heard of a MOBA. Until it's like, uh, apparently that's what Dota is. I don't Mul- even know what a MOBA really meant. <laughs> Besides multiplayer online battle arena? Yeah, I mean, I heard that. Like, I have no idea what it meant. And the first time I heard anything like that was back in the 90s, which was a MUD. Which is a multi-user, multi-user dungeon. dungeon. But, you know, I'm guessing they probably wanted to change that to MOBA. Because you know, MUD is not exactly the most amusing of... <laughs> MOBA uh, sounds like something you can eat. Mud sounds dumb. Yeah, MOBA sounds like MOBA sounds like something you can eat. Yep, but no, last time because of those things, uh, they're saying there's lots of new genres coming in, and lots of the old genres are long dead. And right now, I mean, is that true? I mean, are genres as we used to think of them, as we might still think of them, really gone? Are they really relevant, or can we not anymore? You know, stick games in these little cubicles. To see games like uh Dead Space, which it's not really a third-person shooter. It became more of a mix of a survival adventure with some RPG aspects or games like uh, <clears throat> Mass Effect, which was a first, it was kind of a shooter game, but also had very big role-play aspects to it. Role-play aspects. And I or even games like event. GTA or Skyrim. What what would those fall under? So, that, I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts, Paolo. Do you think... Honestly, if we had to <clears throat> think about it in that way... Because I'm of several opinions with regards to this topic, mm-hmm. as as you mentioned. For example, on one end, I do on one on one one of the opinions that I that I hold is that genres, as far as their core as far as their core tenets are concerned, still exist mostly because there are still some key elements that are still present. However, the thing that's happened is that. There has been a really large surge in the popularity of hybrids. And how do you define a hybrid? I mean, what makes it a hybrid and not just an expansion of an existing genre? When you cl- when you mix when you mix clear elements of two, three, 
two or more different genres in such a way that the system, the overall system of the game changes drastically in comparison to two similar games that are of two similar games, but one is of that genre and the other is of that. Of okay, the so other genre. example, like uh, what game would be something that's a mix of all three? That ba- that basically is a hybrid that is a, that ba- basically a true hybrid? Yeah, what do you say is a true hybrid game? In my experience, off the top of my head, I can only really put that on Borderlands at this stage. Okay, and board, I think that's true. I mean, Borderlands has the shooter aspect, the roleplay aspect. It also has a bit of the almost an arcade style shooter where you're just kind of going through groves and droves of men, kind of like Serious Sam. Yeah, but yeah, while also, <laughs> but it also has the aspects of the Western RPG, which be, which is is um hunting for and gathering better loot and upgrading upgrading and specking out your character. Or to be well, to be whatever you want the character to be. Alright, so that would be your idea of a hybrid game. Yeah. So would you consider a hybrid like a new genre, or would you consider just like a a game that tries to mix different things together? Mix. It just tries to mix different. It mixes different existing things already. Oh, okay. I mean, talking about Borderlands, uh, I see your point there about how it essentially mixes different concepts. But at the same time, I'd like to think that the so-called hybrid games. Are not. I mean, they're actually. It's an existing genre that's just been expanded upon. I mean, look at Borderlands. It's obviously, yeah, you do have the Western RPG aspect. You do have the shooter aspect. You have actually a number of things going on. But when you break it down, sure, the way you play the game is more similar to a shooter. The story is kind of an RPG. But when you go down to the bare system, it is a role play game. Uh, your weapons, your skills are all stat based. They're not like uh, shooting games, which are basically skill-based, and there's certain static aspects. So I like to think that the Borderlands is merely a Western RPG expanded in a way to make it more open to people. Kind of like how sandbox games are not really sandbox. I mean, there are set things you have to do for Red Dead and uh, GTA. As much as the sandbox is a bit of a genre, there's still a major aspect of it being a role-play type game. So I'd like to think that uh, the hybrids are just really a core game, a core genre that's just been expanded upon. In some respects, that is. In some respects, that's true. But in other, in other respects, I kind of look. I really just kind of look at it in the sense that they're really just games that take aspects of the two genres, mostly because, as far as the core system, as far as the core system of Borderlands is concerned, yes. The core system is really level based and a lot of the stuff that would determine determine damage output and whatnot would be would be uh, is pretty much done through the context of the multipliers used uh, in a RPG but the but the main playstyle and the presentation of that playstyle is that of an FPS game well, I guess we can look at it similar to Call of Duty, especially starting with Call of Duty 4, well, 3 technically, but we don't like talking about 3. Uh, Call of Duty 4 onwards, which had a sort of RPG feel to it, because you had experience points, you had skills, and you had modifiers. But when it came down to it, a level 1 guy could effectively remove a level 55 player, but, simply because of the skill basis. True, but while it... True, but while the multiplayer was presented with those seemingly RPG elements, in in real in reality the base the base the game the game systems and the game at the game the way the game was presented and is played in execution is really that just that of a of a shooter. Well, because as it is, it is a first person shooter. When it comes to Borderlands. It is honestly not really a first-person shooter as we've imagined it. There are lots of aspects in it that, even though it's presented as such, isn't really what a first-person shooter is. Uh, first-person shooters really modifiers may have an may have an effect, but uh, a good example of this is like Counter Strike. When you look at guns in Counter Strike, like the MP5 or the M4, the MP5 has a damage output when you hit the head of about 64 to 75 damage. Whereas the M4 can have a instant kill shot, but in later updates has a 98% has 98 damage. Now it sounds like a big difference. Uh, you have one that's doing 75, one 98. But when you look down to it, you're not firing one bolt. You're firing about a short burst. 
So the damage of the bolts almost negated. It just becomes a skill set of can I land those two bolts first before you land your second bolt? And that's an aspect that in RPGs, I mean, the disparency in damage and modifiers can be so huge that your level 1 item will obviously not beat a level 20 or 30 player. But in such, like Call of Duty, you can honestly have level 1 or beginner level things and completely eliminate top players. In Borderlands, you could probably not do the same thing. You could not run level 1 characters with level 1 stuff. The level higher level characters will always pound you, which is common in RPG games, especially MMO games, where you have level 50 guys griefing on the smaller players. Okay. So, I mean, from that aspect, it's... Sure, Borderlands looks like a shooter, but the core aspect of it is like an RPG. I mean, that's why I like to think as much as you'd like to say it's a hybrid taking from this aspect, which it does... It's down to it a RPG style game. At least that's from how I see it. The system wise, it's an RPG. Whereas Call of Duty, as much as it may look like an RPG with a sense of skills and XP, it's still a shooter down to its systems. Okay. Um, you said you also had other ideas. I mean, uh, well, I mean, there are lots of other games here. I mean, we're well, probably talking about the most common thing. Well, which the plays. thing is, <laughs> one of the ideas I. That's one of the opinions I held, that basically a lot of what we've been seeing is mostly just uh, an explosion of hybrids. Oh, yeah. Of hybrids or older concepts that just never really took off back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are lots of concepts, like MUDs, uh, MUDs. Um, the MUD was what actually... What was a good example of a MUD from back in the day? Oh, Dungeon. Uh, an Islands of uh, Kakithia or something. It's a really old school game. This was essentially the first MMO but no, you could play a massive number of like eight or ten people. Okay. Back then in the eighties, that was a lot of people playing one game. Oh, the eighties. Yeah. So no, that's when it came out. It was actually a text-based game. Oh, okay. You know, graphics were not a big thing back in the eighties, especially if you're trying to do online with your kick-ass fifty-six k DPS modem. Yeah. Yeah, you know, don't pick up the phone. Oh yeah, pick up the phone. You know, all the text will be scrambled. Well, back then that was a that was not an MMO because it was not really online. They were just essentially interconnected. They're just kind of a LAN cable at times, but sometimes they'd use a modem. So they called it a multiple user dungeon because you'd have a set server, which, you know, back then no one had an idea what the server was. But it was an RPG type. It was not enough to be an MMO, even by today's standards. But you look at games like Dota, which have the same concept, which is you have a sole server uh-huh. and you have a, since he has a dungeon, multiple users enacting and going for an objective, which was a mud. But I'm guessing now we call it MOBA mainly because either they forgot about the whole concept of mud because either that I or... only met three actual mud players. Um what were the other things you could do in a mud besides killing things? Essentially muds at that point they were built around games similar to Dungeon Dragons because uh uh, back in the 80s, you had arcade games. The console games were essentially ports or reinventions of arcade games. Yeah. Uh, games like MUDs, these came actually out of D&D, AD&D type games. Where okay. people didn't people played these games not really looking for the usual combat or platforming aspect. Um, these are guys who really thought the story, wanted... These guys are used to reading lots of text. Because you'd like to imagine... You know, even today, would you play a game that was essentially a interactive book that was just really text with no words? Kind of hard. It's a very niche thing. That's why MUDs never flew that time. Because that was a technological limitation. If you all you had was text and you kind of had to imagine what was going on. Okay. Uh, it was a very select group. But that's why lots of the aspects were D&D style where you weren't really always killing things. You were essentially accomplishing objectives. So there was so much more to do. There was a lot more to do. It was not sandbox though. You did not have true freedom because were, you were limited to what the system had to offer. There were a lot. There were a lot of limitations, but there were more goals than just kill than just kill kill these things or destroy the structure. Oh yeah, there were a lot more things. It really felt like the D and D concept, which even then was a niche game. Even today, is still a pretty niche game. Any and, recent examples that you would know of? Of like a mud type mud. or moba? Well, mud because MOBA. Dota. LOL, not well, here's <laughs> a, of Legends. Here's the thing. When I hear your description of MUDs, I look I look back at MOBAs, and what I see are, are MOBAs that are pretty restricted in what you can do because you pretty much just have one goal. 
true, but they still have the major aspect of what the MOBA is. I mean, the MUD is, which is you have a single dungeon with multiple users interacting in it. Yes, but but in, in the case of the MOBA, you're o- you only re- you're only allowed to you only really have one goal if you want to oh, succeed, yeah, which is crush the enemy. But you know, you have different ways of crushing said enemy. Yeah, but but basically everything involves crush crushing the enemy, crushing the enemy. True, but I'd like to think that just because it's Dota, I mean, there are other. Uh, I mean, for shooters, FPS, I mean, lots of times you think, oh, the whole point of the game, like, was deathmatch type. But in reality, you know, you had Call Other of game. Duty, which had different aspects. Yeah. You had Mod of Honor, which had different aspects, so you could win games. Uh, Dota is a mud. It's just a mud that has a very clear-cut goal. Other muds had multiple options. But, you know, doesn't make one not a mud and one a mud. True. It still goes on the basic system of you have a dungeon, multiple users, and multiple users at this point actually did not just refer to multiple players. So it's not like you and your friend would get two controllers and your game is a mud. No. Uh, multiple user de- uh, dungeons was literally multiple computers. You would have multiple consoles or multiple devices connecting to one dungeon. So okay. it's kind of similar to how we play LAN games. Yeah. But mods for the longest time have been specifically D&D style games. They have never really been like fighting games, racing games. It was very specific that it was had to be something D&D style related. Okay. Which, no, Dota does have that aspect. It does have the skills. It does have the usual classes uh, similar to that of these games. But, it's a, but everything has been geared towards um, combat. Well, I think that's really because of the culture today. I mean, that's another poppy topic to, we can talk about, which is how gaming culture changed through the years. But I mean, this three one aspect is the genres. Right now, we're saying MOBA. I'd like to think MOBA is merely a rebrand because, again, mud is dumb. Mo- well, MOBA is a rebrand. Just MOBA is just a rebrand uh, picking the aspect that would probably sell more. Hmm, I mean, and that's essentially yeah. They're just reinventing things that were before that were old. And just did work. Uh, is that a way of saying that no, the whole concept of genres is gone or irrelevant? No, not really. Uh, I mean, I've heard people ask me like, you know, does a genre really matter now because of how games are? They're so different now. I mean, the game there, like people tell me, like when I when they were playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, it's like a game they've never played before because it has so many mini games, all these little aspects that just did not exist. And but the said, same thing could be said about San Andreas. Well, it's still a GTA series. I know, but I know it's like so. You know, I, no, I, I'd like because, to hope that the series contains no, some because, sort of no. Because I hear because if I hear the guy say like say that, I would say, but it's that's just like what you like. The, that's just the same feeling you got out of San Andreas. Yeah, but you allow your basically it doesn't feel like anything you played before you and you ha- do all these many different things that make you feel like you're not playing a game of this type. Hmm. Well, I mean, that one there, I'd like to say that GTA might be close to what you're saying, a hybrid game. Because GTA as a system is very hard to pin down. I mean, the whole concept is well, like con- sandbox even a genre. Well, in a consideration, I've, I'm mostly looking... I'm pretty much looking at in at um at hybrids just through their overalls. So, so yeah, that's why I that's kind of where I come up, off with the with a lot of my hybrid stuff. Mostly because when I try to look at a at something overall, if I can't easily remove an aspect an aspect from that game, well, for me, one aspect of a of a hybrid a true hybrid is. Whether or not the identity of the game is retained if I remove one aspect. Okay, I mean, that's an interesting way to look at it. Especially, you look at the whole package, the result, essentially. Because, essentially, well, well, just to, like, to, just to briefly go back to the thing, to our earlier discussion. Psychotic Urban Simulator, not just Urban sim- Simulator. Yeah, we just been said the cue card, GTA, the Urban Simulator. Psychotic. Or, you know, probably Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, where the law... Or Chicago. Detroit or Chicago, where the laws of physics already gave way because of the tax system. So Detroit or Joyzy? Well, that depends. Have, have the laws of physics given way because of taxes? Well, Detroit had Robocop, right? No, that's not... No, our, our cars are... Uh, are cars launching themselves out of roads yet like rockets? I'm pretty sure somewhere in Detroit that has happened. Have they exploded yet? Somewhere out there it may have happened. I mean, they are Motor City. 
I need to take a video of this. <laughs> I need to put it on YouTube. I need I, to profit. But I mean, I get the idea where how you're coming from that your idea of hybrid is if an aspect is removed, it cannot stand. And since you're looking at the finished product, whereas I guess I look at it as the system is what matters to me and the system immediately identifies what you are. Because basically with, with the hybrids, I basically... I basically look at it from the identity of the game. I rem- in essence, if I remove the sh- the shooter aspects out of Borderlands, it would feel like uh, basically it wouldn't be Borderlands anymore. It would be more like Mad Max the RPG. Well, put it this way. Uh, I mean, I play different genres. I just generally play FPS a lot because that is what I played in my I, old days. I also play would a lot. you? suggest uh, Borderlands to me as a big FPS gamer. Would you think I would enjoy it simply because there was a shooting aspect? No, because... Well, let's see. Well, no, but that's mostly on the grounds that I'm not too familiar with the kinds of shooters. I'm not com- too familiar with all the kinds of games you play, but based on the shooters that I know I mean, I you... i played pretty much every single game, uh, especially yeah, since Sega and Nintendo. I've played a lot of them. Well, based on the... Ki- the well, basically with the kinds of games that you play, I probably would be more apt at recommending... I'd probably be more apt at recommending something more fast-paced. Okay, but let's say, what if I was an RPG gamer? Would you recommend Borderlands to me because of the RPG aspect? Maybe, but then again, that would... A lot... Then again, I'd probably be... Re- I'd probably hold back if I knew you didn't really appreciate shooters that much. Hmm. Well, I, mean, I guess even if you see this in Kingdom Hearts, uh, where their battle system was very different. That's a... Sen- well, uh, well, action RPGs have been a thing since Legend of Mana. Oh yeah, but I mean the whole... But the action RPGs, do you consider that a RPG genre or is that another hybrid? Because that's kind of close to almost like fighting games. Except, you know, your fighting is very... Well, not so much like restricted. fighting games. More so like... um, ad- Basically, more so like ad- adventure games in the Leo of Zelda. Okay, well... Okay, I just see where w- you're coming from. Just with... Just with... Just with the RPG level... Mo- le- with leveling and multi- and uh, certain multipliers taken in- into account now. Alright. Well, I mean, look... So, looking at there, it's... Again, goes down to... You feel... Hybrids are based on the entirety of the game, the whole of it. And again, mine's going down to the bare bones, what was it to begin with, and that's what decides it. But I mean, look at now to how all these new different concepts come out, be they expansions of genres or hybrids. What do you think would be a really interesting hybrid nowadays? I mean, I've seen, like I said, massively multiplayer online racing games. I've seen fighting games that are MMOs. I've, I've see- seen RTSs brought to the point where it's getting too literal with the real-time strategy part. <laughs> I've I actively play uh, an arcade brawler. Er, I actively play an arcade brawler RPG hybrid. Okay, that sounds really interesting. What's that one? <laughs> Dragon's Crown. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, okay. I see the RPG aspect there. But what do you think would be another new thing here? What do you, on the trends of like people either expanding genres or combining them? What do you think would be a really interesting thing that maybe people haven't touched yet? People haven't touched yet, or could I say something that people haven't touched much? Actually, touched much. What uh, would you think? Honestly, the first thing that came into my head was combat racing. Combat? Is that like twist? Well, twisted metal is not combat. Road rash. Road rash was something like that. I basically Do not play road rash. <laughs> basically, I I don't know. I find the the concept. I find the concept novel. I just haven't seen the concept in action at all. Well, wouldn't that be Mario Kart? No, you have combat racing there. Technic, well... DD Kong Racing, yeah, awesome. Well, in a consideration, you still have to go to, go to the finish line to win. You have to go to the finish line to win Mario Kart and Diddy Kong. Yeah, I know, but when I think combat racing... <laughs> if you I... don't do that, you're probably playing it wrong. And yeah. you're probably that guy goes backwards and starts hitting people. For the sake of hitting people? Yeah. <laughs> that guy must have But been... yeah, remember, I mean, Mario Kart, you do have to finish the race. I know, but I'm when I think of a combat racer in that respect, I think of a racer that, well, you could win by re- reaching the finish line. Of course, you could also win by... Preempt- Completely eliminating everyone? Pre- preemptively screwing, up, screwing over everybody. Actually, there was a game that did that for. It was primarily not a combat racer, though. It was out on the PlayStation 1. It was Demolition Derby, which did have mm. a racing option. 
and you could either race or be the last man standing. Oh, okay. It did not jump well because you know you more people were more likely you know to kind of destroy each other, which is actually commonly seen in lots of other games. I'm going back to shooters. I'm sorry, uh, where we have Counter Strike, where we have you know games that have oh rescue the hostage, plant the bomb, or completely eliminate the other team. Yeah, we generally go for the completely eliminate the other team part. Uh, the combat racing. Once you have an aspect where my way of winning is essentially destroying my enemy. Lots of people end up for the destroying the enemy part simply because they might not be that good a racer. However, your ability to mess up the racer's momentum, especially in racing games, notice there is a momentum you follow. Once that's skewed, the race is over for them and they have to switch out the entire way of winning. Okay. Mario Kart, I think, does it really well because, well, you cannot win by destroying everyone. You so, could, but no, just destroying people wait, does not so, let you win. So technically, kart racers are essentially the combat race, racing game I'm trying to describe? Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure you're probably with thinking... Far, you know, without, it's not as all graphic, but with, no, it is no, fun, no, and that blue shell will make you lose no, friends. No, I, no, I, appre- no I, I kind of appreciate... I, no, I, no I, I appreciate... I kind of appreciate the the stuff with uh, kart, kart racers. I mean, it's probably part of the reason why I'm, da- curr- I'm currently dabbling with that... With that, with that, a uh, new, with that, one of those, one of the PS Plus goodies of December, Sonic, Sonic Racing All Stars Transformed. Yes, I know that's going to mess with your head, but that, going to mess with your head. Sonic is messing, does not belong in a car. It's messing with mine. Yes, I, so I know it's messing with mine too. But I might as well just play it because I hear it's, I hear it's better than the first one. Sonic well, doesn't belong in a car. The first one was pretty bad too, so you know that's saying much. Yeah, no. It's like saying, you know, the new Superman's fantastic because the other ones weren't really that great to begin with. Yeah, but... Except for Superman, you know, with Christopher Reeve, but seriously, Superman 3, 2, 5? Yeah, I'm also going... I'm, I shake my head. I'm mostly going from what... I'm mostly going from what I've read and seen, and it seems good enough for me to try. And besides, I'm getting it free. Oh, yeah, free is a big thing to make you try games. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, co- uh, combat racing is an interesting thing. Uh, one aspect I actually really want to see is a text based racing, racing MMO. MMO. <laughs> okay, yeah, we just got the cue card, and I'll say there is a text based racing MMO. Uh, those are actually forum games, which is another type of genre. Uh, this is essentially a modification of the text based games before. Uh, text based <laughs> games obviously kind of died out when people found out, hey, we have graphics now. Yeah. But the thing is, text-based games do survive by entering forums. You'll see these in role-play forums. Role You'll play see forums. these in uh, story-type forums. Uh, they do have essentially text-based race games because you're essentially trying to beat the other guy by writing a far better story. That's r- that. It's really amusing. And so I, I've, I've played... I don't even know if I use the word play. I have participated in forum role plays. I don't know if you can recently play forum pa- role plays. I have participated in them. I've participated in a forum role play once. Granted, though, this forum role play... Much better than Second Life. Th- granted, this... This forum role play site was pretty sparsely populated and... I... Was that before you came in or after you came in? Before I came in. <laughs> That was before I came in. There were there were what? A uh, storm is coming. <laughs> there were what? Twelve people. There were like, what? Twelve people on the site. Only five people active, and at times only one person active. That one person. Hey, be. that's that sounds just like every other role play forum I've gone to. Really, it's it's like it's, that. It's genuinely like that. I mean, the biggest role play forum I went to that was really active uh, was Gogaya. Yeah. And but Gogaya had you know the video game aspect to it. Uh, but generally, RP forums were very niche communities. I mean, hey, I mean, my, my one of my first girlfriends, I met her through an RP forum. Uh, our group was an amazing amount of 12 people, <laughs> and only 8 people were active. Okay. And the reason why it felt so massive was, uh, I was playing 4 characters, she was playing 3 characters. Essentially, yeah, the point of that game was you didn't really try to win, but you're essentially doing better by writing better it was a very interesting way to play okay essentially you know it, i guessing you know humanity students must love this like i will out essay you <laughs> Zhao just shakes his head begrudgingly staring down at his books the law the law says no to whatever he heard <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh 
as anything, but I guess that's also a genre of gaming. It is text-based. It's just an expansion. I mean, people like to think that RP forums are not games, but honestly, you know, you enter RP forums because it's enjoyable. Yes. And I think it goes out that games have to be enjoyable. Yes. I mean, as much as you'd like to learn from them, they have to have some sort of incentive making you have fun. They have to, well, they have to be fuller, and that's, and that's pretty, and that seems pretty full as far as far as 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 far as an experience is concerned. You may look at our older episodes or other episodes about what we think a game is. You know, you sh- should check that out. You may understand this a bit more. <laughs> but yeah, the that I guess another reinvention of like uh, the genre. It's not. It hasn't been rebranded. It's essentially been expanded upon. But actually, one genre I'm hoping they might do what is. Uh, GTA kind of did this with their whole MMO type thing where they had like uh, GTA, GTA Online. Online, but it's not really an MMO as you imagine. It's not really an MMO as you imagine because actually you have to connect. Th- you when you go do uh, activities, it's not done in an MMO style. It's actually done more in, in line with the way. You know how like game lobbies, game yeah, game lobbies. You have rooms with a basically a max player cap of fourteen, eighteen, twelve. Actually, was one thing I've actually been looking at. Uh, I'm saying GTA started did this, but in fairness, GTA has like a whole bunch of mini games all popped together. That's why it's a sound, sandbox genre. Uh, I want to see a MMO fighting game that kind of expands beyond the usual concept of just. Ha- hand-to-hand fighting. Kind of like, you remember how, uh, gosh, was it, in the Soul Calibur was not about fighting, it was about sort weapon styles. Yeah. Then you had uh, games, of course, like Tekken, which was generally a mix of a bit of weapon style, but generally lots of hand-to-hand. Yeah. I want to see an MMO type thing where you're essentially going through the different, not the eras, but different settings where you can just enter different worlds of fighting. Imagine, like, you know the MMO thing where you have different worlds and different cities? I'd like to see the essentially representing different fighting games or different fighting styles essentially and you have one major arena. You have things that you know, represent the weapon types, the hand-to-hand types. Yeah, you have the ones representing more of like the mass- magical things, kind of in terms of Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like in those crossover games where you have Street Fighter versus like uh, Capcom type things. Basic. But essentially, it's a major MMO where you have group battles. So essentially, it's not... So essentially, it's like what would have happened if they made Cam- Capcom X Namco into a fighting game, made it... Then... But gave it like in the world of Azeroth, you know, that huge. Hmm, that would be interesting. And since it would be an MMO, there's every possibility for them to expand each of the each of the character classes' abilities and, and set skills and stats. Not just that, because uh, for fighting games, one thing that has never really been worked on with most fighting games, because it's kind of hard to do, with except, apparently, well, Smash Brothers is kind of nice. It's kind of funny how you know, the, the most cartoony-looking games have some of the best solid systems. Uh, group fighting. Basically most more fighting than games two. have always been mono-mono. It means one-on-one. But once you start having fighting games where you have more than one opponent, for the fighter, for the fighter gamer, it's an interesting asset because suddenly... The game has the game has really severely changed. You're not just worrying about this one person. There's now another person. You have to work combos in, to just do a chain among all of them. In fairness, Super Smash wasn't the only one to handle it well. The only, but the thing is, most of the other most of the other fighting games with uh, with Dynasty Warrior does not count. No, no, that's, not, that's just a whole bunch of NPCs. No, that's not Dyna- No, I'm not referring to Dynasty Warriors. There are a number of others that were. Pretty much the same format as Super Smash, but a lot of them are... uh, PlayStation All-Star? Awesome game. Well, yeah, but but I'm actually referring to a lot of the ones stuck in Japan. There are actually a lot of those stuck in Japan. There are lots of things stuck in Japan. Lots of it that should stay stuck in Japan, honestly. Well, well, in fairness, most of these ones... Dating Sim is a genre. Well, most of the ones that are like Smash Brothers in this regard, a lot of them tend to be what I'd call manga fighters. Okay, Mango Fighters, comic book related, not related to mangoes. Someone do make that though, Mango Fighting Game. I need you to make a fighting game where I have my uh, my Indian Mango um, multi kicking. <laughs> oh my a, god, it's like Street Fighter! Oh my a, Street Fighter! A, a Brazilian mango, mango. Yes, yes, <laughs> the Brazilian Mango is exuding electricity while the Indian while the Indian Mango is breathing flame. 
So essentially, just reskin Street Fighter. That'll, that'll be fine. Yeah, except. But yeah, uh, you're saying manga fighters. So what makes a manga fighter different? Actually, I mean, is this, this is not. I'm guessing this is still a fighting genre type game. It's just a different type of fighting game. Actually, actually, it's just pretty much. It's for the most part just pretty much similar to Super Smash Brothers. It's just that it's just that the character pool is taken from the publication history of a ma- of a certain manga publisher. So is there like Bandai, like Smash Brothers or something? Uh, there's a jump. There's oh, a okay. Shonen Jump Smash Brothers. Oh, that's interesting. And there's actually and there's they're actually releasing one uh, this year. I think it was March. Oh wait, it already released. It was called J Stars Victory Versus. Is it was Met? I'm sorry. Was Metabots Bandai? No, no. Uh, I think it was Takara. Oh, okay. What was it? What about the top game? Was that Bandai? Sounds like Takara told me, but um, I'm pretty certain when you. Because I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm let just me let's figure out like what would be a weird thing, like a Gundam fighting something. Okay, like a guy with a top. <laughs> okay, because no, no. You want? Okay, fine. Uh, to clarify with you. Bandai Gundams. This is going off only their. T- I'm on, I'm talking from their toy catalog. Gundams, a bunch of other robot figures. Ah, uh, Super Sentai Kamen Rider. I like to see that. I see Gundam versus Kamen Rider. There's actually well. Is some, there a game? I'm so gonna. They I'm made. So gonna get that. They made an RPG. Okay, yeah, Japan's games. You should look for those. Not too much of them, though. Be no, very no, careful. No, with those no, games. no, no, no. If they put it on the PlayStation, don't it, trust new grounds for those things. If they put it on the PlayStation, it should be perfectly fine. If you see it on the PC, in fairness, there are some good PC games. Japan you just have to be very careful with them. <laughs> I find that's them a topic for another time that we may have on a different place. I find though. I find though. I find said games hard to find though. The ones you're mentioning, but I guess from the but from John aspect, you think oh yeah, this is one thing I want, want to ask you: Are JRPGs and Western RPGs genres in themselves, in your opinion, or are they just RPGs with you no know, different subclasses? I'm trying. I'm trying to look. When I look at it, I want to say when I'm when you put it that way, and this is only coming from the coming from the fact that. This is coming from the fact that I've also I've this is based on what I've experienced what I've experienced seen and read with regards to a number of JRPGs and Western RPGs. In some respects, you could say that that's the case, but that's mostly because whenever I've seen a Western RPG, most of the time, most of the time I've I've seen Western RPGs have it that you are in control of only one one main character. Mm-hmm. A lot of what you a lot of what a lot of what um there's a bigger emphasis on well getting better loot at times even more so than getting higher levels mm-hmm. and there's a greater emphasis at specking at um specking certain stats and abilities uh, and uh, playing around with those stats on the other hand when for with the jr on the other hand from what i've seen with the with a lot of jrpgs you are in control of a group of people, and while you're while it while equipping while equipping while equipping better items and be, and getting better loot does help you. You're really only going to be you're really only going to do better if you level if you uh, level up more. Hmm. That's and. Yeah, and while I could put it that way, that still leaves, that still doesn't, that, while I could put it that way with a, with a lot of these, that still puts into question Mass Effect games like Kingdom Hearts and Mass Effect. But yeah, when it comes to that, I mean, people have a clear thing. There is a JRPG and there's a Western RPG. Would you consider them genres? Because I really, in my opinion, it falls down, they are the same system. It's just the way that you're uh, using that said system is slightly different. But because that's the same way me saying a Toyota and a Lamborghini are different. No, I mean they're both cars. Yeah, one supercar, one's a normal car, but essentially they're down to cars. GRPG, Western RPG, yeah, one is very one has an aspect of developing the entirety of the group and extending your character, uh, expounding expanding his skills versus the Western RPG, which essentially adding onto his. 
I'm, I'm adding on to that player. I mean, yeah, loot-wise. Uh, skills, especially Skyrim. Skyrim is one of the big uh, Western RPGs where... I mean, I was level 20 and I was already doing fine because I was getting some epic loot from, well, smithing. Versus uh, JRPGs were like a favorite I used to play a lot was Final Fantasy. Where you could have essentially really great items which you could have, you know, got in through Game Shark. That's still a thing, right? Do we sell Game Sharks or Game Genies? We had those in the PS2 era, but I don't think we have them now, sadly. Really? Hi. Anyway, yeah, these things GTA, were... GTA still has cheats, at least. Yeah, those things, you know, were sort of cheating devices. But, I mean, I could get the ultimate weapons in the games, but that doesn't mean I'm going to really win any better. Yeah. Uh, whereas in uh, games like Skyrim, which are Western RPG, if you get the ultimate weapon, yeah, you're kind of going to finish that game pretty dang easy. <laughs> yeah. But then they're still, for me, they're both RPGs. But from your idea that for me, they are encompassing a whole different concept, would you consider them different? Or are you a hybrid? Well, actually, no. I wouldn't consider Western RPGs a, a hybrid, and I wouldn't consider JRPGs a hybrid. But well, like Mass Effect. Mass Effect's a Western RPG, and for JRPGs... Uh, well, you would we count Kingdom Hearts as JRPG because it is made by Disney and Square Enix. Well, the thing is, I've I use in the in the in this case with regards to RPGs, I find it hard. The thing is, I tend to look at game. I tend to I tend to think of JRPGs not so much on who made it or like the creators. So you, country would you of say that America could make a JRPG? I've seen American developers develop a JRPG oh, in terms one? of inf- influence. Granted, this one is obviously going to be a JRPG. It is likely to be more of a JRPG because it's essentially supposed to be a, sa- a parody of JRPGs. Dragon okay. Fantasy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, I know that one. But I know, it doesn't feel like a real JRPG. It really feels like it's a joke. It's a parody. Yeah. That's why I couldn't, why I couldn't really use it as a cat. As that's a why I don't, I don't think that counts as JRPG. I think that's a Western RPG. <laughs> no. That's just having fun with it. Well, actually, I'd, con- I'd consider that... I'd consider that only... No, no it's like us considering Call of Duty 3 as you know, a good shooter. Hey, it's, it's like a parody of a shooter. A good... Um, the consideration that you're... The consideration wasn't whether or not it was a good... Oh, yeah. But RPG. It's... I was going with the consideration on whether it was one. Okay. But so... I mean, I've seen the game. I haven't played it. Uh, is it out already? I've... It's been out for months. I've played through... What? Through the... i played This is what happens the... when you start working. You don't realize what's out anymore. You just hear these slight bits of news and wonder, was it ever released? Funny. Did Steam greenlight it? Funny, mostly because I tend... I tend to mostly find out, find out because I, te- I tend to follow places like ScrewAttack and Destructoid regularly. I don't have free time. My games are on my iPhone and my iPad. <laughs> Do you have internet? I have 3G. It is awesome. Do Except you... when I'm at home and I realize 3G is slow. I'm playing Counter-Strike again. <laughs> you have fiber, obviously. I have lots of fiber. It's great for the colon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... This one, do you think genres are still relevant? Do you think we can still consider, especially when you're talking about all the different hybrids, do you think we can still essentially sh- put games in certain shelves? Could we say like, uh, oh, if your friend comes in, could you honestly suggest specific games to him now? Or is it so different nowadays that you can't really say, oh, you should check out these games because these games are this? Or is it still relevant such that we can still say, oh yeah, you should check out these library of games? I don't know. What do you think? Me, personally, I mean, I'm a guy who I've made games, both analog and video, and I'd like to think that as much as people like to say that they're hybrids and these new genres, they're simply a set system with a new way of looking at it. I mean, I said, like, uh, Borderlands, as much as you'd want to see it as a possible shooter, it's still an RPG game. Same way Call of Duty will always be a shooter. Uh, Games like uh, Mass Effect are still adventure RPG types. I will never consider games like Resident Evil, even 5 onwards, to be shooter games. I mean, even though they're starting to look more like over-the-shoulder third-person shooters. They're still not. They're still survival horror games. Just that they're being bad at it. Uh, yeah, they're, you know, being bad at a game doesn't mean you're not that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like saying E.T. is not a real yeah, platformer. Yeah, because then that because that's a different... Because then that goes into an argument of, of you know... Of um, whether or not your franchise is keeping its identity or not. Another possible topic. 
or simply what is a good and what's a bad game. But so to end it, to end our uh, discussion for you, are genres still relevant? Genres still are. I may I may have mentioned stuff with hybrids, but for a hybrid to exist, there would have there would ne- have needed to be genres in the first place, is from which the hybrid could have been made from. Remember, Ascals have come from pure breeds. If you want to know this, that is a mutt. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, what What do you guys think? Are genres still relevant? Do they really mean anything? Are there new genres we probably never heard of that are coming out? Are there things that in the past that have long died that maybe should be brought back to life? Are there genres uh, that you want to see come to life? Are there some that you never want to see come to life? Like the super dating sim MMO with fighting racing aspect? Or well, that's called Second Life. Uh, <laughs> or the or the or the 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 love love or the love love racing fighting game. I'm pretty sure somewhere out there in Japan there is that. Anyway, one well, you can leave your comments. You can uh, shoot us at, uh, head over to Twitter. You know, give us different things. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and head over to channel14.com um, and watch our stuff because we have a lot of interesting things on. Or at least listen to them because you can't watch sound. All right, all right. Not yet. <laughs> we'll find ways. This far, this is the off-tangent section where we talk about different things that may or may not be gamer-related. And right here with us is the man from Vietnam, Zhao. Mihao. So Zhao, how was it having that much dongs with you? Dongs being the currency of Vietnam and not being anything else. How many millions in your wow. pocket? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like runaway inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually one thing I've always been wondering about. Uh. Like how much is water? Like, is it like a million don? Is it, it nah, would be a million nah. don for water. It'd be like like what, hundred thousand don or something? Something like that. Yeah, dude. So did you feel like a millionaire? Yes, because I was a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a billionaire? No, not that baller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, how how you just came back like a, a few days New ago? Year, dude. New like around New Year's. Year's, yeah. New Year's. So. Uh, how what how was Vietnam there? I mean, like, uh, how were the motorcycles? The food? It's like my worst nightmare come true. <laughs> <laughs> I've never talked about it on any of the shows, right? But like, motorcycles are my like like the bane of my existence on the road, dude. No, oh, like with Vietnam, you have like 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 two lanes full of them. No. <laughs> So are you going to be motorcycle man? Are you going to be like you no know, Bruce Wayne with the bats? No. <laughs> no. Will you be motocop? <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, right? Like, like they have a long history with two-wheeled vehicles. Vehicles? Yeah. Two-wheeled motorcycles are vehicles, right? Seriously. I mean, like because um uh prior to. Uh, the six million motorcycles in the city of Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. They have eight million people in that city and six million motorcycles. Seriously? Wow, okay. That's... Seriously? Wow. <laughs> Seriously? Prior to that, Did right? you see a via- Did you see a car there or a pickup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be about like two million. <laughs> so, like, there should be like two of them. Everyone else just walks. <laughs> or rides a bike. That's they used to have motor. a lot of bikes, dude. Like, they used to have so many bicycles until they discovered, like... Motors? Motors. <laughs> we can motorize this. So it was basically like China until they found out there were motors. Well, it's Vietnam. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, when we went to when we went to Beijing, like, I didn't have uh, the same trauma seeing six million motorcycles on the road. <laughs> like, uh, my trip to Beijing, I just remember sandstorms. Was it pollution? No, no, it looked like sand. I hope it was sand because it was all over my face at that point. <laughs> oh. Might have been pollution. Might have been smog. <laughs> Were you wearing a mask? Who, me or Miko? Miko. Hey, no, no, I just kind of like closed my mouth. No, you know when things started whacking you there, you just kind of like, no, no, just like... <laughs> Were you, Anja, were you wearing a mask because of how disgusting all those motorcycles seemed to you? No. Actually, I'm wondering, okay. like, uh, did you go to the usual you know, Vietnam things where you go to like the tunnel network things? Yeah, and, dude. What I find really trippy about the tunnel network thing is you make an entire afternoon out of something that shouldn't be seen. 
And like for oh, all okay. intents, like you shouldn't see those tunnels. Like they wouldn't have been very effective rebel hideouts if you knew you know. where they were. <laughs> yeah. If the GIs could see, like, oh yeah, tunnel, you know. <laughs> and so they bring you there, and all you see for the most part is forest. Huh. Oh, well, I mean that that works. I mean you can't immediately see a tunnel. It can't be like tunnel this way. Yeah, you know. So did you did you actually get go get to get in these tunnels or? Yeah, uh, they opened. Part of them, like like this small part to you know tourists. So did it remind you of something like jungle gyms where you're going through like those tubes and things, or was it like a really scary moment where you saw a motorcycle come behind you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know this is like uh, in Vietnam, I guess it's like Jaws for Jaw, where like no instead of sharks, it's like a motorcycle. motorcycle chasing dude. No, 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 it's not Jaws because that pre- that presumes there's one savage one out to get Jaw. No, no, it's like that piranha movie. <laughs> You've seen that movie, um... You've seen that movie... Birdemic? Uh, the, the one with David Duchovny that isn't the X-Files, but is about aliens. And Head and Shoulders saves it. Oh, gosh, uh... Evolution. Evolution, evolution yes. Right? Like, wait, wait, what? It's like evolution? Yeah, it's it's like, um... Well, head and Shoulders? You, yes, yeah, Head and you, Shoulders. You know how, um... You know how their theory was that from multi-celled organisms, it becomes one huge single-celled yeah. organism? Yeah. That's kind of like what the motorcycles felt like. <laughs> <laughs> they just became like a hive mind of some yeah, sort. Yeah, dude, like this thing that... The single entity that never stops. So, I'm wondering, when there was a car in the road, did the motorcycles just consume it into nothing? Pretty much. Okay, that's good. Well, no, <laughs> put them in, like... There are two lanes to the... Uh, but, two wait, lanes. How did you go around? Did you actually go in the car? Did you walk? Did you ride the said motorcycles? Nah, dude. Uh, car, walk... Cabs, and cabs aren't very expensive. I mean, eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's just eighty thousand. We oh, it is fine. <laughs> How much is food there? 